Hey everyone, this is Marche Price with Wellness Eve Ministries. Where we choose to stop living, start thriving, and coexist in an abundant heaven on earth. Our ministry's heart is to be a life giver to the nations. We bring life, truth, righteousness, and freedom to a world that celebrates death, deception, and bondage. Welcome to Navira Podcast where we enter God's desire for us to become spirit-led, scripturally fed, and kingdom-bred. This is season one, and we're going to be bringing light to what God has been speaking to the prophets and diving into what it means to be kingdom builders from the inside out while stewarding God's call to be the light of the world. Our tagline scripture here comes from Amos 3.7, in which it says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants the prophets and also John 8:12 which says then Jesus said i am the light to the world and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light and they will never walk in darkness season one and episode one and today's episode is the church's call to Halloween and now I'm sure that probably wasn't the message that you guys were expecting and perhaps even running through your mind it initially sounds like either condemnation or world conformity at a glance that's coming up but it's neither God is calling the church to stand in the gap and intercede and he's calling the worshipers to worship the Lord has had me burning with this for days bride of Christ prophets intercessors Worshippers, God needs you to stand in place right now. God is showing many who desperately need the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man that avails much. Those who need to have a fresh wind of life of Christ as the West approaches Halloween. God has brought revelation and strategy. 
God is not speaking a message of condemnation, but one of preparation and eyes being open and spirits being empowered because he is calling you. here's the word that the Lord spoke to me. The Lord spoke, when the world is in peril, I have given a solution. It is you. The Lord said to me, in North America, you approach a day that enjoys gathering at tombs. How the devil has perverted your sight. Then I saw the house of the Lord on a tomb. And I realized that this tomb was a cave like the tombs of old. Lord, who builds on a tomb? I asked. And the spirit of the Lord responded to me. The only God who has came and risen back to life. It is because of the death of Christ you have life. If they want to celebrate death, they need to know the full story and the true story. Death once had a strong hold over all of you, but I broke those chains, so you are no longer a slave to sin. Thus, you celebrate in my victory. And then, right after the Lord had spoke to me on that matter at length, Only two days later, a friend of mine, Jennifer Miscove, who's a revival historian, posted a reminder to something she had written a few years ago on Halloween. And in this, she said, contrary to popular views, Halloween is not the day of the devil. Halloween was actually originally a day to honor the saints and martyrs and was to be a holy day established in 609 to 610 AD. It is God's day full of inheritance where he birthed two major reformation and revival movements that are still impacting us today, hundreds of years later. Both the Reformation on October 31st of 1517 and the Welsh Revival on October 31st of 1904 were both catalyzed on this special day in history. There is great momentum for us to step into on this significant day in revival history. Now, as I pick up from that, I would like to mention that the Lord spoke to me over the last couple of weeks on a similar yet varying note to look at both sides of what he wanted us to see. I'm really glad that Jennifer brought that up and posted what she did because it's really awesome when we are allowed to see God's amazing redemption in the places that we didn't even expect it to happen. And it reminds me of Genesis 50:20, which is the redemption 
that God brings Joseph and it says you intended to harm me but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives and you know God is very intentional about his days about every day and about his times and his seasons and so it's up to us to partner with God and in turn become intentional about knowing his times and his seasons so God has been speaking to me many times throughout dreams within the last couple of weeks and really drawing my attention and revealing that the church has habitually engaged in Halloween wrongly. The Lord has also revealed that the church's allowance of these ungodly spirits to be common for the believer has allowed suicidal thoughts to even invade those in the body of Christ. Remember, Satan is the prince of this world, as referred to in John 14:30. This means Satan loves to draw us into his influence and assert his power without us realizing it. Satan may have power but he does not have all power or all authority. If we are standing in our identity, then we realize Jesus gave us all power and authority over Satan. As said in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Now you understand that I have imparted to you my authority to trample over his kingdom You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in this authority. We, as people of God, need to step into the power of Christ, which supersedes that of Satan. Yet, we need to step with awareness. Because the Bible tells us, lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices 2 Corinthians 2:11 so we must not walk in ignorance and it is important that we don't attempt to give satan a day because after all psalms 118:24 says this is the day the lord has made rejoice and be glad in it So yes, Halloween is still God's day because Satan did not sit on the throne of heaven and speak it into being. Actually, he was kicked out of heaven when he entertained that. So this day, as every other day, is the Lord's. Okay, since Satan does not have a day, then how do we as the church react towards Halloween? Well, then the Lord brought me to Isaiah. In the book of Isaiah, 
chapter 61, verse 10, it says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. And that's Isaiah 61.10. And so, as believers, as the church, as the body of Christ, we are the bride, all individually, as believers, and corporately. So, we must maintain yielding to the Spirit of God so that we are covered with righteousness and adorned with His jewels, which are not the pollution of the things Satan wants to engage us in. Fear, death, confusion, and lack of value for life. Engaging with these ungodly spirits causes not only a little bit of harmless fear, but can turn into a deep-seated hold of fear, anxiety, depression, and promoting suicidal behaviors. Sounds extreme? If only it weren't so. The Lord is saying right now, You are unknowingly in a fight against flesh, says the Lord. But your fight is not against flesh and blood. The Lord says, you church have taken off your belt of truth. And now scripture in New King James Version uses stand therefore having girded your waist with truth and to gird means to prepare for something that is challenging and we as the church have often avoided that which seemed challenging so not only is God calling us to stand in Halloween as every other day and celebrate the glory of God but even with more intentionality knowing that he has brought breakthrough and he has poured out his spirit in great measures so we should be looking for God to do it again and the Lord is also having us to stand in preparation and to place back on that belt of truth and gird it around our waist, not being afraid to gird the truth around our waist. Soon after I had sat with God and understood what he was revealing to me, I had a night of prayer praying Isaiah 60 over the nations. And then a couple of days later, a friend who lives in another state mentioned to me that someone she knew had discovered that a member of his church had committed suicide. But brothers and sisters, God has made us a solution. 
So fear not and armor up. So when we think about confusion, the verse that often comes to mind is 1 Corinthians 14, 33. And in the Passion Translation, it says, For God is the God of harmony, not confusion, as is the pattern in all the churches of God's holy believers. The Greek word used here for confusion is also translated to mean disorder or instability. If we are confused about what God is doing or saying, it's not God's desire for us to be confused, but our ability to understand with head knowledge is confusing us because God desires our heart to be connected to see and revelation knowledge. However, when we look in a kingdom perspective, Matthew chapter 10, verse 24, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. And those were the words of Jesus in the book of Matthew. And this does not propagate a harmony of conformity to the things of the world, but a harmony of Christ-likeness. So as we get ready to approach Halloween, and not just Halloween, but any other given day, God does not want us to walk with a spirit of fear. When we have fear or timidity of things like the dead, ghosts, witches, warlocks, or even the devil himself, it's not something that God wants us to agree with. And well, why am I mentioning it? Because... God tells us to not be ignorant of the devil's schemes. We should know that there is spiritual wickedness. That there is witchcraft. And yes, there's various types of witchcraft. There's the common witchcraft that we often do amongst ourselves as believers in the form of manipulation, which is witchcraft and as the sin of rebellion. Yet, there's also witchcraft that we lay on ourselves by cursing ourselves, even though we're made in the image of God. And then there's also witchcraft that veers onto the satanic and ritualistic and occultic side. And which one do we avoid? Well, we avoid all of it because all of it has a straying from the path of life. And all of it opens the door for death to enter into our lives. Yet, as believers, as the church of Christ, 
we can be empowered because God has given us all the tools we need to be soldiers of valor during this time and of any other time. And as we speak of death and Halloween, it may actually sound a bit funny, but God is not the God of zombies. Zombies are honestly a sloppy depiction of what coming back to life truly is. No hate to all the zombie fans out there. But God's artistic heavenly spin on resurrection life is much better. And so we thank God that God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And that those who think that he is the God of the dead only, that they are badly mistaken. And our strategy right now that the Lord is saying to the church, the word of the Lord to the church right now, he says, push back the gates of hell and bring forth my courts. And in First Chronicles 28, 6, it says, he said to me, Solomon, your son is the one who will build my house and my courts. For I have chosen him to be my son and I will be his father. Church, we need to pray against fear, suicide, depression, and death right now. And here are some prayer points that the Lord gave me for all of these areas. One, we must pray that the people of the nations shall see a glorious new day. This comes from Isaiah 60, 1 through 4, which says, Rise up in splendor and be radiant, for your light has dawned, and Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Look carefully. Darkness blankets the earth, and thick gloom covers the nations. But Yahweh arises upon you, and the brightness of his glory appears over you. Nations will be attracted to your radiant light and kings to the sunrise glory of your new day. Lift up your eyes higher. Look all around you and believe. For your sons are returning from far away and your daughters are being tenderly carried home. Watch as they all gather together, eager to come back to you. And that's Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 4 in the Passion Translation. And our second prayer point is to pray that the eyes inside the church and outside the church would be opened to the God of resurrection life. That death once held us in its grip, says Romans chapter 5. Death 
once held us in its grip, and now, by the blunder of one man, death reigned as king over humanity. But now, how much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus, the Messiah. Romans 5.17, the Passion Translation. In our third prayer point, pray that people would be perfected in God's love. And this comes from 1 John 4.18, which says, Love never brings fear, for fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection And the fourth point, we must be in prayer for life. It is the Lord's perfect will to not hand anyone over to death. Psalms 118, 17 through 19 says, I will not die, but live and declare the works and recount the illustrious acts of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the temple gates of righteousness. I shall enter through them. I shall give thanks to the Lord. Now the fifth prayer point is to pray that people will no longer have the mind or the heart of orphans but they will encounter the love of their heavenly father. John 14, 17 through 18 says, The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells within you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And the sixth and final prayer point for this section is to pray that all of those who feel that life has run dry or has been sucked away to be watered by Jesus's living waters and for our Christ Yeshua's refreshing life to bring them back to life again. And this comes from John 7, 38, which says, Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Isaiah 40 says, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. 
Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And that's Isaiah 40, verses 29 through 31. So there are six prayer points that you and I and others can pray over those we know who are dealing with fear and anxiety, confusion and depression and heaviness during this time. And also we can even pray over those that we don't know, but we know they're out there. They are real people out there in the world who God's heart is running after and breaking for to see his light and to see his deliverance in their lives. And now as we war on behalf of others and we go from darkness and into light and from death and into life and bring others into that through our prayers we also pray for the church and uphold the church and right now we want to pray that the body will always be in prayer from 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray continually. And second, we want to pray that we would put on our entire armor, not lacking any part, including the belt of truth around our waist. And stand firmly on Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, which says, Finally, Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet. 
to protect your thoughts from lies and take the mighty razor sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. Amen. And that is Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 18. I read verses 10 through 17 in the NIV version and verse 18 in the Passion Translation because the Lord wanted a shift as he declared his word. A shift so that we may be able to see with open eyes and to be able to receive with open hearts that we may be able to receive and perceive that he has equipped us for a time such as this and he has armored us up in a way that we are fully prepared for the assignments and the call that he has given us so now all that's left is to be obedient to that call and also remember that there is no condemnation in Christ and that even those who are not yet in Christ or even those who have lived their lives in some form of occultness or some form of witchcraft coventry that the Lord's heart still breaks for them and even now the spirit of the Lord says to them oh you who had lost all hope take off your chains the golden era is here I have removed Jezebel's bangles there will be no more gnashing of teeth Now you shall have the radiance of my splendor, says the Lord. And the Lord speaks to you right now. Isaiah 1.18 Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. And the Spirit of the Lord says right now, Come and be one with me, says God. John 17, 21 says, I pray for them all to be joined together as one, even as you and I father are joined together as one i pray for them to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me
So, brothers and sisters, we can move forward with expectant hope and confidence, knowing that God is with us and knowing no matter what holiday or celebration falls on a specific day, that this is the day the Lord has made. So we will rejoice and be glad in it. And we can celebrate and honor the glorious and holy Spirit of God that is dwelling among us and that is moving among us and who during his times and seasons and in the seasons of harvest that wants to bring harvest to his fields. We can also celebrate the Spirit of God that is upon us, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord who has anointed us to proclaim the good news to the poor and to bind up the brokenhearted, the Spirit of God that is upon us to bring freedom to the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. And we know that he is a God who hears and a God who redeems. May the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you. And this has been Marche Price with Wellness Eve Ministries, where we choose to stop living and start thriving, to coexist in an abundant heaven on earth. Our ministry's heart is to be a life giver to the nations. We bring life, truth, righteousness, and freedom to a world that celebrates death, deception, and bondage. And this has been Navira Podcast, where we enter God's desire for us to become spiritually led, scripturally fed, and kingdom bred. Until next time. If you'd like more information on us, please visit our website at wellnesseveministries.com and see all of the things that God is doing right now.